MUS 143 is a podcast dedicated to music lovers where we're going to review albums we believe are great and hopefully you'll think they're great as well. We created this podcast to be able to express our love for the music, the artists, and the producers who put their heart and soul into making these great recordings. We're going to talk about production, lyrics, and other fun facts related to the albums. We want to build a community of people like us who truly love and appreciate music where we can bond and have dialogue about the greatest songs ever made. And together, we can all make time for our love of music. All right, welcome back to MUS 143 once again. Mr. Pone speaking. And JG, what up? Oh man, I'm feeling great today, bro. We got um we got a special episode. It's uh our first episode of our Time Honored series and we're going to be honoring DeBarge. And this series is going to be where we uh go over some of the great records of, you know, these incredible artists catalog instead of just focusing in on one album, it'll be you know, over a multitude of albums. Um, and we just want to thank everybody who's been taking the time out to listen to our show. We really appreciate it. We enjoyed doing the show. Um, and also, we want to let you know that you can follow us on our Instagram page. It is MUS143podcast on Instagram. And we are listed on all the major podcast platforms. And before we get started on this DeBarge episode today, I want to play a little clip uh, from the sister Amanda Seal. She had did a post on Instagram, and I thought it was important for our listeners to hear um, to hear this on our show. So I'm going to play it, and then you know we'll discuss it afterwards. Uh. I was talking to some young folks the other day, and they said they love the song "In the Mountain High Enough," and they didn't know who sang it, and it just I I was struggling because. We are the keepers of our culture and we have to remain curious about origin, about story, about narrative of why things were made and who made it and when it was made. That is imperative to how we continue its legacy. So when you hear a song, don't take for granted that you've heard that song and you like it. Learn who sang it. Learn who the original creator was so that you can keep that person's narrative alive as you continue to further the appreciation of their art and sharing it with others. This is how we preserve us. This is legacy and this is community. And as we are witnessing in real time the race to erase the truth of our black existence, it's even more imperative that we continue to preserve and bring it to the surface. Yeah, so um, I thought it was important to to play that um, because remember we were just discussing on a past episode about why you know, we talk about the songwriters, the producers, you know, and how it takes a collaborative effort to make all this great music. So um, I wanted to play that because, again, it is really important to keep this music alive and not just get, like she said, get so used to hearing songs. And it's like you don't know anything about them. You don't know, you know, who wrote the song, who produced the song, you know, what year it came out. We don't know anything. And that's what this show is about is you know, highlighting this great music, but also informing people, you know, on some of the process of how it was made, you know. Um, and Amanda Seals, um, she's an actress and a comedian, and she actually has a master's degree in African-American studies. So she, she's on point. She knows what she's talking about, you know. Um, so I, I appreciated that post, and I felt like we needed to play that. Um, 
But let's get into this DeBarge, man. DeBarge, you know, gets so much love, man. Uh, they made so much great, incredible music, you know. They're from uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And they came on the scene after their older brothers, Bobby and Tommy, were in a group called Switch, uh, who had a bunch of classic records like They'll Never Be and I Call Your Name. just classics right they, they were signed to motown as well um the you know the bars was just an incredibly talented family and they had their own sound like to this day nobody you know has that the bars sound the yeah, way they true. sing the way their records sound right they were highly influential you know so many people used little snippets of their music sampled their records um yeah, they were incredible, you know. So the group actually got signed to Motown in 79. And L said his brother Bobby started the group DeBarge and made L the lead vocalist since he was already doing his thing with Switch. You know, Bobby was already in Switch, so he couldn't join, you know, the family group because he was already signed over there and they was doing their thing. So he said, look, I'm going to put, you know, my brothers and my sister and they're going to do the family thing and they're going to be called DeBarge. He, he brought them to Motown and they loved them. You know, so they got put on. Um, and, you know, you could hear the great potential and talent from their first album. They actually have a first album called The DeBarges, which a lot of people don't talk about. Um, and it was produced by Bobby uh, for the most part. And they had, you know, records like Queen of My Heart, uh, Strange Romance. And uh, Strange Romance, is it's, it's a bad cut, you know. And you could just hear the potential that they were going to be, you know, go on to do some great things. Even if that album didn't really take off, you know, you could really hear the potential that they were going to be going on and doing some great things musically. Right. Love's no easy game. Never stays the same. Just one thing to do. Gonna stick by you. Actually said Stevie Wonder 
had to go to the Motown execs and let them know that they should let L produce the second album because they wasn't going to at first. So Bobby did the first album and they were going into that second album and, you know, L wanted to produce, but you know, they didn't, they didn't really trust it. And for any, for people who don't know, L produced almost all of those DeBarge records that you hear. You know, crazy. yeah, he was bad. He, you know, he wrote on almost all of them, produced. I mean, that that DeBar sound, that's a lot of that is L. Mm. You know, he 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 was the truth. So um Stevie told them that they would be making a big mistake if they didn't let L produce because Stevie heard all the great things he was working on, you know. Um and you remember uh L actually was on Secret Garden too. Remember that with Quincy? Wow. Yeah. 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 I forgot about that song. I can keep you satisfied. <laughs> yeah. 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 I forgot about boy. that joke. L was killing that joint. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need to be with you. Let me lay beside you. Do what you want me to And you know, I found out that L actually played piano on "I Call Your Name." No, I didn't. I switch. I didn't know that either. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He said he played piano on it. Um, and L said his biggest influences, which you can hear, uh, was Marvin Gaye and his brother Bobby. He said, mm. you know, those was his biggest influences. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, DeBarge was an incredible group who made some incredible timeless songs and we're gonna get into it so um talk to me about i like it bro yeah i mean i like it classic classic joint you know like every time i hear this joint i'm just like it just puts me in a mood you know what i'm saying um pretty self-explanatory i'll tell you this though that falsetto was crazy yeah man crazy real it really was. You read yeah. about that. And it just takes me back to time, um, like, you know, you cleaning up on the weekend and stuff like that. Right, you throw this joint right. on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just vibing out. Uh yeah. So um it's really, really uh it really definitely puts me in the mood every time I hear this joint. Right. That's the truth, man. So this song, um, it was written and sung by L uh and Randy DeBarge. Oh, and actually let me let me go through the members of the group. So you got L. DeBarge, Randy DeBarge, Marty DeBarge, you got Bunny, the sister, and then you got James, you know, mm. and James came in on the second album. He wasn't on the first album. Mm. Um, so, yeah, this song was written and sung by L. and Randy, because, you know, Randy come off with that, I've been thinking about you mm-hmm. <laughs> for quite a while. That's Randy. You know what's crazy? Mm, I remember, crazy. right, when I was a youngster and I was listening to this uh, joint, like, in the back seat of the car. You remember, that was where we got a lot of our music knowledge was in the back seat. Yeah, right? pretty much. And I remember listening to this one day as a kid, and I was like, that's not L. But I didn't know who it was, but I just, it, something clicked. Right. From years and years of listening to it, I always just thought it was L through the whole song, but it wasn't. 
Right. And, you know, later on down the line, I found out that it was Randy singing lead on that one. Um, but L produced it. And, um, you know, the horns are a big part of I Like It, right? Right. And the guy who arranged the horns on this record was actually Danny LaMelle of Rick James's uh, Stone City Band. Really? So, you know, the guy where Rick be like, blow, Danny. Yeah, that's him. So he arranged the horns. That's why the horns have such a presence on this record. Right. You know, um, so this song was released in 1982 on their All This Love album. Um, and this song is so legendary. Like you said, it's been sampled so many times. And that bridge mm. is so famous. That I like the way you comb yeah. your hair. And I like the stylish clothes you wear. I yeah. mean, that is just everybody loves that. Right. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that stands out to me is. The bass line, when L starts to sing that part, yo, mm. the bass line gets super funky, right? Mm-hmm. And then it smooths back out during the hook. Listen to I Like It. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to yo, I ain't peep it. My man on the bass was leaning on the bass <laughs> on that part, bro. Uh-huh. He's leaning on the bass. And then he smooth it right back out like ain't nothing ever happened. So right. that's one thing I always loved about I Like It is the, the bass is crazy. The bass, the horns, classic DeBarge record. Everybody pretty much knows that one. Pretty much. I've been thinking about you for quite a while. You're on my mind every day and every night. My every thought is you. The things you do seem so sad. So let's talk about one of these album cuts, Can't Stop. Mm. Yo, Can't Stop is is like the it's like that 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 definite 80s joint you can identify like as soon as you hear it. It's very upbeat. Yeah. <clears throat> it's got a great vibe. Um it's a feel good joint, you know what I'm saying? Right. And uh it just it just it just puts you in that mood, you know what I'm saying? Like the, this is what I I think that's missing about like music now today is it like it's not the same. Like you don't get that same that music making you feel a certain type of way. Whether Absolutely. that's yeah. feeling like I want to get up and do something. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like it doesn't seem like we got that same soul and that same feeling in the music anymore. Right. And hearing this song, like it just it just puts you in that. It gets you up. You know what I mean? Make you want to do something. Right. You know. So yeah, great cut.
Yeah, man. Can't Stop. Uh, it's just a great dance song by DeBars. And I feel like this is the cut that showed that they could do up-tempos, right? Right. You know, because they're really known for their ballads, you know, um, they down-tempo records, but this show that they can they can get in there, you know, besides later on doing Rhythm of the Night, which was right. produced by somebody else, but that they could, you know, do an up-tempo and, and, and it'd be jamming. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you notice, go, go ahead. I was I was going I was just gonna mention that that uh when that when that when that uh the key changes at the end of the end of the song. Oh I'm my like, goodness. I'm Incredible. like Woo! like it, yeah, it really man. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh you know, I forgot to mention that, but that Yeah, man. That's a pick up at the end. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm dude. saying? Um and if you notice they used what sounded like a vocoder on this record, like what you would hear mm. on those zap records and those, you know, later on Teddy Riley records. Yeah. You know, um, it has a great electric guitar riff on this record. Um, and uh, you know, they actually performed this song on Motown 25, right? That was a special back in the day. Yeah. You know, remember mm. when Michael uh did the, uh, the Billy Jean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that night, you know that. So they performed this joint on there, um, and to me, the hook sounds like something that the Jacksons would have cut on that Triumph album. Mm, yeah, I know, you know exactly what, I mean? what you're talking about too. Yeah, yeah. man. Um, you know, so this was a this was a powerful cut, and and this is another one had a funky bass line. It got the rock elements in it. It got the boogie groove. Can't stop is the joint. Yes, yeah, and it's a sleeper too, because like it really is. You know, yeah. like you, you would you like you say you know looking back, like you would expect it, it just to be like dope ballad cuts, but you right. hear this one, it's like this joint is on fire. So right, yeah. right, absolutely. So uh, let's talk about all this love, which is actually my production standout. Uh, so the production standout is a record I choose from the album that stood out to me production wise. Um. And the reason why this song stood out to me production-wise is uh, it just has, you know, these great, beautiful strings on this record, right? The record was so well produced. In my opinion, it sounded like something that Quincy would have did. Like, if you really listen to all this love, all the elements of it, right? it reminded me of, of a Quincy record. I think the only thing that keeps it from being a, a Quincy type record is really that mix because you know Quincy got the the best mixes. He got Bruce Wadeen, mm. you know, his joints is just just above everything else. But other than that, um is a this is a a, a a a such a well produced solid record. It has a great guitar break in the middle of this other song that's just beautiful. You know what I'm talking about that? Yeah. Just beautiful. You know right. what I'm saying? Um and this is another joint it was it was written and produced by L, you know. Um then they got the uh say you really love me baby. Mm-hmm. Say you love really that love piece. me. Yeah. God. Yo, they always had these really catchy hooks on their songs, right? Right. And if you notice, right, there's a part where L is, you know, he's uh, grooving at the end where he says, um, uh, what does he say? Uh, As the sun has its place up in the sky, yeah. I love you. Right? He's doing all of that. Tell me that don't remind you of Marvin Gaye. True. But I'm going to tell you what's ill even, even deeper than that, yo. Mm-hmm. Is yep. that like when I hear that, right? It's like, yo, he was singing. It's like he's 
like the I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like I guess like the the key that he's singing in and like mm-hmm. the the way that he's singing it in that way, it's mm-hmm. just like yo, you like you don't hear people sing like that. Like he's kind of right. singing against the music, but in like right. a musical way. You're right, yo. I like that. You're yeah. right about that, yo. And it's and it and it but it works and it's like, yo, that, that's one of the that's one of the like the monumental parts of the song because it's like that's the part that you remember. Like right. it's just so it's so different that it's like, damn, that it stands out. Yeah, man. Yeah. You right about that. You you, you right about yeah. that. I like that. Um and then you got, you know, Bunny is sounding Oh yeah, you know the backgrounds are say you really love me, baby. Yo, like they 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 kills this joint, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man. I mean, all this love is just one of the the greatest songs that they've done. And there's actually a video on YouTube, right, where they're uh, recording the background vocals of this song for the Motown 25. Uh-huh. Like, they're in the studio recording just the backgrounds. Yeah. And Smokey Robinson is on the board in, in the control room, and he got the jerry curl. <laughs> it's crazy because it's like somebody posted this footage, but it was just really cool to see, you know, them doing this. Um, but, yeah, All This Love is a special record, man. Said hurt only came to pass me. It sounded so convincing that I gave it half a chance and learned the ways of love, my baby. There is so much love inside me, and all that I have, I give my all to you. All, all my love, baby, and all this love is waiting for you, my baby, my darling, and all, all my love is waiting for you. Yeah, I mean, I I love the record. Um, I like the uh the little uh. Acoustic guitar solo, mm-hmm. that that part is dope. Um, yeah, you know this, this. It's just it's a classic, man. It's like and and it 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 really puts you in that that love vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that that's another thing that we kind of missing from the music is is that love and it's it's just you know it's and just straight love, not like that's like sexual love. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, right. it's it, you know what I mean? Like you know. When people were singing about love, they really meant that, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm, and that's I'm sure real. that they were referring to somebody they knew personally. So right. it's just that's you know that's a big piece that's missing. And um, I wish that you know we could kind of resurface that that sound and that feel. Yeah, man. But great cut though. Absolutely. And um, there's another cut uh on that all this love album called uh, "It's Getting Stronger." That's another bad cut that people. Need to go ahead and check out, you know, because uh, that was a powerful one as well. Can't stop this feeling that I feel inside. I'm bubbling over and I just can't hide. Such a sweet sensation has come over me. In your arms for sure is where I want to be.
let's talk about the great stay with me. Man. This song Lyrically, is... I'm. That's yo, every time I hear this, that's what I think. Lyrically, I'm. I just go straight into biggie mode. You right. know what I'm no, saying? I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> It's, it, it you know what you know we were talking about the the piano um earlier right mm-hmm. and how uh l was playing on um what was it uh uh um what's that song called we just we were just talking about it um the piano he was yeah you said he was, he had played piano on a on a switch oh record. oh on i call your name yeah mm-hmm. yep. and it's like when i so like when i hear this song and he and that piano you hear that piano yeah, like when man. you listen to this song, like he's freaking the piano, and I, don't, you know, I don't want to talk too much about the piano, but I'm just right. saying, like when you get a second to kind of deconstruct these songs, because it's not just about the, you know, the, the lyrics and stuff like that. Right. Deconstruct the, right. the songs and, and listen to them. And man, when I tell you he put his foot in this one, oh yeah, and then the, and then lyrically, it's like, you know, it's. It, I don't know. I don't know where he where he got was getting the stuff from, man. But he was he was putting it down, and um, it's just undeniable hit. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, like you know, you know this joint is like you said has been sampled a whole bunch of times. Yeah, man. As it should because it's a it's a classic. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I I do also like when the uh when the song changes key. Yeah, they 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 you know nice with that with changing the key at the end yeah, of the record. You know what I mean? That's real, yo. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, That's so um Yeah. It's an ill joint. So won't you stay with me? So won't you stay with me? With me? I got what you need. So won't you stay with me? Stay with me. Don't go nowhere, Yeah, man. Um, this is a this is another joint. 
um, produced, written, and produced by L. Mm. Um, this song was released in '83 on their "In a Special Way" album. Um, right. And again, when you hear that piano, I just go into straight lyrically. I'm yo. Cause big freak this joke, yeah, bro. Yeah, he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, stay with me was is just a powerful record, and then the sampling and and, and make it your own. Oh my goodness, yeah, man. Stay right. with me is a classic, right? And then that breakdown where he'd be like, "Don't go, don't go." Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, because it my. because it's so lifted at the at, yeah. at the at the chorus, and then it just drops, and then it's like, "Oh man, it's crazy." Woo. Yeah. You know, it was another joint that I love that sampled this was um. Mary's joint, don't go. You remember oh, that joint? Oh yeah. Don't leave me, leave yeah, me. Yeah, that joint bang, yo. Don't go. Don't, don't go. go. Yeah, that's the yo. I love Woo! that joke. Mary used a lot of like debarge elements in her music, yo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you listen to them records, you'll you'll hear the the little debarge samples of it in there. Yeah. Um, but oh man, stay with me. Another one. It's 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 so recognizable. It, you know, it's loved by everybody, you know, mm. straight classic. Um, let's talk to me about time rev- time will reveal. So you know we slowing it down a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's just you know what I you know what I hear when I listen to this song, yo. It's like like you really get you know L taking you on a ride. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's just singing the hell out of this song. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Um. So uh, the chorus on this joint is crazy. Love the chorus on this. And you know he's just letting uh, letting her know how he feels. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know he's he's wary of putting himself out there, but he he lets her know that, that this time is real. You know what I'm saying? Like that time will reveal the real love that that I got for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. I I just think that like this is this is this is real shit. This is real life, man. Like this stuff, they they, they speak on stuff that like people was really going through, and it's like yeah, man. Again, we missing. That type of thing. It's like, you know, we missing that truth in all of the music that you hear. Like, you know, that that you could, you know, that you could um go after a woman and, and things like that. It's like that stuff doesn't even get mentioned anymore. It's like Right. It's like it's taboo now. I don't know. To me, I think that that's what, you know, that's why, you know, it, the Amanda Seals thing was really important to hear because it's like that. That type of you can't know what what the what your future is going to be like if you can't you don't know what the history is, especially in music. It's like right. you need to know the history. You know what I'm saying? So because you got to think that that some of the elements from the from the past 
can help you get to where you need to be at or, or may or may guide you to where you need to be at. So I, I feel like this is funny. We're talking about time. Time will reveal. But it's like we really need to go back and listen to these records, man, and really listen to these songs and, and gather these emotions up and then, you know, and channel them, um, especially the artists out there, man. But um, this song is just classic, yo. I, I, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's just puts you in a mode, you know what I mean? And, you know, you just lay back and, and you know, you can hold hold your lady, you know what I'm saying? Chill, right. chill out, relax, you know what I mean? Great joint. Like you said, man, the way L come off on this joint. What can I do mm. to make you feel secure? Yo, right. the way he sing this joint, you like, oh, man, he killing him. Right. You know, and um, I had a homeboy, man, uh, who, you know, he wound up passing, but he used to love DeBarge, man. And we used to vibe off of all these DeBarge records. And I remember one day. Uh, we went down in his grandma's basement, and she had all the DeBarge vinyl. Like she, like they was fans for real. And at the time, I had never really seen the album covers. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew the songs from the radio, and you might have a greatest hit CD. You know, um, but to sit there and like flip through the album covers and you know look at the credits and all that, it was ill. But man, he used to love DeBarge, and Time Will Reveal was his joint. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, a, a lot of times when I listen to DeBarge, you know, I think about the times we used to be vibing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because we was youngsters, 12, 13, right. Right. 13, 14, vibing off of DeBarge. You know what I'm and saying? That's, and like, that's, that's crazy, you know, because it's like, it's unheard of now. Well, I mean, let me not say that, because I don't want to assume that everybody doesn't listen to the oldies. But I'm saying that, like, it's really rare to hear, you know, that somebody as young as y'all was at the time when y'all was listening to it was was going back and listening. You know what I mean? Like listening yeah. to things that that really, you know, spark whatever creativity y'all had. And and I right. and I think that that's dope. Yeah, man. The bars, it was uh Keith Sweat right in the wrong way. Uh-huh. <laughs> man, we used to be vibing off them old school joints. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, Time Will Reveal, um, another beautiful record. This record was actually written by Bunny and L, and they collaborated a lot together, too. You know, um, Bunny was a really good songwriter, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, L produced it. Uh, just another incredible DeBarge record, you know. L kills the vocals on this record, man. Right. You know. 
Let's talk about Love Me in a Special Way. I ain't going to try to sing that one because you got to have one. <laughs> yeah, it's different. You know what I mean? You got to go to another level. So I'm going to just say the title, Love Me in a Special yeah. Way. So go ahead and uh, talk about I that one. I don't blame you, dog, because I ain't got the range either. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, th- yeah, this joint is, is classic. Another slow ballad joint, but it like his his... His vocals take you on a ride, dog. Especially oh, yeah. when that chorus come in, Ooh. it's like, you know, what I mean, it, you have no choice but to sing with it, right. and that's what I that's really real. love about the song, yo. Like, it's like you, it's undeniably good. Yeah. Um, I'll yeah. tell you what, though, when I, yo, I'm, we talking about this piano, man. Like he killing it on the piano, yo. Oh man. And then, and then the harmonica kicks in. You know what I'm saying? I, you know I, that's I, Stevie, right? No, I didn't know that. But that's oh Stevie, bro. Wow. Stevie on the solo harmonica. Wow. You know, you know that wasn't just a regular cat on the harmonica. I mean, that's, why, that's why it stood out to you. <laughs> right, you know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yo, oh my goodness, man. Um, I mean, like he he makes this the lyrics very simple. You know what I'm saying? Like, love me in a special way. What more can yeah, I say? Man, for it's, real. It's, it's that simple. You know what I mean? Real. I really, yeah, I really love this joint, dog. Like, oh man, like when I when I do listen to the bars, I come to this song because this is just right. my this is my joint. Yeah, man. And like you said, when he get ready to to go to that high place, and then you hear the crash, mm. like mm-hmm. that makes it even <laughs> bigger. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Uh, another one, man, written and produced by L. The boy is bad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this song, I felt like you can really hear the gospel elements from L on this record, you know, because they came up in the church. And on certain records, that gospel really comes out. Right. And I feel like this is one of those records. You know, the song has so much emotion to it. You know, the way he's singing. Um, it's like it's not a whole lot going on, but the piano and a bass. Um, and then you got that solo harmonica from Stevie. Um, but man, this is an incredible record. And at the end, if you notice, it kind of sounds like it's a choir at the end of the song mm-hmm. when the backgrounds come in. Mm-hmm. Oh man, in a special way. Uh, Love me in a special way is a uh, it's a beautiful record. It's classic, yo. Yeah, straight cl- straight classic DeBarge record, man. You knew you had me with your sin. So what do you say we get into the song of the week? All right, let's let's do it. All right, so the song of the week, these are songs you may know, songs you may not know, but we think they're great, so hopefully you'll give them a listen this week. 
The song of the week this week is by Dynasty. It's a record called The Only One. And uh, my brother, I had sent this record to him and I said, you know, tell me what you think. You know, I want to use it for song of the week. And uh, there were some things that stood out to him and he was like asking me questions and I didn't want to talk about <laughs> it until we did the show. So um, the song is actually written by Jimmy and Terry. I, f- I knew it. Yeah. I yeah. knew it. Yeah. So I, the song, something yeah. told, no, it was just like, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, right? Because it's like, it's it's almost like that like unspoken thing where it's like when you hear a jam and Lewis joint, it's like, right. You just kind of you kind of know, you know what I mean? It's right. it's kind of like when you hear a Timbo beat, you kind of just right. you know, you know. Now what I mean? they didn't produce it. No, but I'm just saying, like, r- yeah. like lyric, like lyrically, right? You know, you can tell how like yeah. they they get down. You know what I mean? So right. I can I can I can definitely feel that when when you just said that now. Right. So they wrote uh they wrote the record and Leon Silvers produced it. So Leon Silvers was in Dynasty, um, and you know he did a bunch of great classic um you know, records for, he used to be like the staff producer over at Solar Records. So he worked with Shalimar. He worked with mm. the Whispers, Midnight Star. Um, you know, he was originally in the Silvers. Right. You know, um, so Leon Silvers is an incredible producer. Um, and this song came out in 1982. And if you notice, the reason why you hear that certain emotion outside of the vocals, that's Jimmy Jam on the keyboard. And you know Jimmy plays the keyboard with so much emotion that yeah, he does. Yo. It's just overwhelming, right? That's why it has that feel to it. You yeah. know, you got Terry on the bass, and um, this was the, around the time where they were in LA doing some work with Solar, and they were still with the time. You know, mm-hmm. at this point, um, they worked with uh, Climax on a record called wild girls um and the man in my life they work on a couple records with climax mm-hmm. and this is actually before prince fired him from the time do you know that story um i feel like i've heard it before i don't so, remember i don't remember what the what the issue wasn't it like about a beat machine or something like that no 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 so what happened was um prince didn't really want them really working with anybody else you know oh, he kind of okay. wanted to keep everything in house yeah. And so they went to Atlanta to work with SOS band, right? Uh, and what happened was, you know, like in the South, when it's if, if it snows a little bit, everything gets shut down. Right. So they were trying to get back to a show uh, and they couldn't get back because the airport was shut down, right? Right. So, um, you know, fast forward, they wind up going out to a studio in LA. I can't remember the name of the studio. And they said they walked in and Prince was like, um, Jimmy Jam. Terry, I, I told you not to produce for anyone else, and you did, so you're fired. <laughs> so he fires him or whatever, right? Mm. So um, Jimmy was like, I just walked out. Like, cool. And I think, you know, Terry had a conversation with him where he was trying to make it work, but yeah. it, it was over, right? So he's like, so they went to a, a studio down the street, right? And, they, you know, they walked in. They all kind of like, you know, frustrated. And engineer was like, what's going on with you guys? And it's like, oh, we just got fired from the time. And the engineer was like, I don't think you guys are going to be having any problems because this record here is a hit. And he was talking about just be good to me. Yeah. SOS band. So right. that's the story of them getting fired wow. from the time. Wow, that's crazy. You know what I mean? And then they went on and blazed the music industry. <laughs> Killed it, yeah. 
you know. Um, that may have this, been the best thing for them. You know, when you, oh, when you really think about it in hindsight, it's kind of like if absolutely. that didn't happen, you know, it may have been a different, you know, scenario. Yeah, man. Um, and I feel like this record, you know, the only one by Dynasty mm. is such a best kept secret kind of record. Like it's, a, it, it, you know, it's a really beautiful song. Um, you definitely got to check out this record if you haven't ever heard it before. Uh, it's it's a classic. It's you know? it's ridiculous. No, like I'm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yo, first of all, this this course is so good, yo. It's yeah. so good. It's not even funny, and it's simple, super simple, right. right to the point. But it's so good. Like, I I even asked you when you know when I first heard it, I was like, yo, this is definitely sample material right here. This song is. Epic, yo. Like, yeah. I'm surprised that I've never heard it. And that that really, like, irks me sometimes when I be hearing records and I be like, no, how did I not hear this song? Right. I mean, it's not a radio cut. You right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you got you to gotta be gotta in the crates. You got to dig for it. Right, yeah. right, right. You know Man, this song right here, if you, if you have not heard this song, you need to hear this song. And I'm not yeah. talking about yesterday. I'm talking about the day before yesterday. Right. This joint is banging. Yeah. So, get on it. Yeah, man. Dynasty, That's the it. only one. Don't forget. Yep. <laughs> All right, so let's get back into uh, you know these great DeBarge records. Let's talk about a dream. Mm. Mm. And this this is my uh, my lyrical showcase. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Yeah. This is where I, I pick a song that stood out to me lyrically. And um, man, when I tell you this song, it's just. You hear the piano. Oh my God, at the beginning. It just and, and and again, like this is again, this is another one of them joints where it's super, super sampled. Yeah. But it's man. it's and it's one that you recognize immediately when you hear it. Now, get that out the way. Um, Bunny kills this. Kills it. Kill murders this. Yeah. Man, you know, um, she's talking about having a dream about somebody she's feeling, you know what I'm saying? And right. she wishes that uh that it would be real, you know. She wants to relive the dream that she just had. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I and I really think that like 
we you know we we we've done we've had these 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 type of things before where it's like right you wish something that you're dreaming about was real man and it's like right you know and then when you mix that with her vocals it's like she's just taking you on a ride man yeah you know what i mean and then like that chorus mm-hmm. ooh ooh it just gets you fired yeah. up you know what i'm saying real. like i i really love this song man like it really oh man i just I don't even know what else to say about it, dog. Like it's just, it's just, it's just so good. Yeah, man, it, it really is. Um, you know, this is a, like you said. You know, Bunny takes the lead on this record. You know, she actually wrote this record. Oh, did she? Yeah, L produced it and she wrote it. And what's so ill to me about a dream is there's two sides of it, right? So you have. And like you said, these are all things that we've all had happen, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're younger, you're dreaming about somebody and you want to be with this person and the dream is so real Mm -hmm. and everything is perfect, right? But then there's also that dream that comes when you got that person Mm -hmm. and they're leaving you and -hmm. you can't stop it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, So Dream is a powerful song, man, you know? Um, and, and, And... you know, the bars, they always had these strong ballads, and this is one of the strongest. Oh, of course. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Um, and you know, you only re- you hear, you know, you hear L on the backgrounds very, very lightly. Uh, uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But then he, you know, he makes his presence known with the then the music stop. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That alone is just is powerful. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh man. Uh then it was got, just a dream. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then there's that guitar breakdown at the end of the record. Oh man. Um, you know, we're like bow down, bow down, bow down, Yo, yep. that joint is ill. Um, and then like you said, gang of samples. You remember when uh Teddy and Teddy did it for the uh Dolly? Yeah, man. Girl. And and listen you know and, and and when that album comes because that album is a classic album too, yeah, man, man, I can't wait to do that that album. Yeah. But yes, 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 don't leave me is crazy for real. But yeah, this is this is one, another one of those DeBarge classics that people really hold close to them. You know what I'm saying? A dream is special to a lot of people. You know, classic. <laughs>
And on that same album, they had a few other records um, that you want to check out as well. They got a joint called Need Somebody. James did the lead on that one. And uh, oh, okay. they got another joint called Baby Won't You Come Quick. Those is hot records too, you know. So check those out um, on that album. Now we're gonna get it to your joint. Who's holding Donna now? Talk to me, man. Listen, it's, I, you know, I, I just don't understand why the, why these these choruses had to be so good, dog. Like I just, <laughs> I don't understand. I really don't understand. Like, like I, I wonder how long they take to like to get them together you know what i'm saying like i would be upset if it was like 10 minutes and they got a hook because it's just so good the way that it sounds yeah this is this is a uh this is a, a slow joint um but it's kind of got a it's kind of got a i don't know how to describe it man it's like i don't know but it's like i tell you what when we talk about that changing the key when it goes into that uh when it goes into the hook man it's like they love they love changing that key on you, keeping you yeah. off balance. I think that's what that's really good musicianship right there too. Yeah. When you can keep the keep the listener off balance and really put them in that in that mode. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, who's holding down and now, huh? Uh, so he can't get down off his mind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. I can't get that off <laughs> my mind. Yo. Yo um, and, you know, he's just desperate to get back with his woman. I think that, uh, you know, again, this is, this is, this is, this is, you know, fundamental A and B, like, love songwriting. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And, and they really, he really came with it, man. Like, I, I don't know. I just, from the production to 
you know, the, the switching of the key to all of that, I think that that really makes for um, a powerful song. And Who's Holding Down It Now is a dope cut. Mm-hmm. But um, so Who's Holding Down It Now, this record was released in 85 on their Rhythm of the Night album. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I felt like even though they were going very pop on this record, I always thought this was a really nice song. And it was incredibly sung by L. Absolutely. You know, I think this song was showcasing more of what L could do as a solo pop artist in the group at the time, because it's like, you don't even hear the group on the background. Right. You know? Um, so this song was written by Jay Graydon and David Foster. And, you know, as many people know, David Foster, he did through the fire for Shaka Khan. Uh, I have nothing by Whitney mm. Houston. Uh, and Jay Graydon worked with, you know, Al Jarreau and George Benson to give you an example of his production style. Oof. Um, but the Rhythm of the Night album, you know, Motown totally changed their sound on this album. Um, I think that the barge was already going in the direction they were supposed to. And they just totally switched the sound. And at this time, they were really transitioning the group into the bar into L going solo. Right. Like if you notice on the album cover, L is bigger than everybody uh-huh. else. And it would be certain uh singles where it would say L DeBarge and DeBarge. So they were already transitioning for him to go solo and you know for the rest of the group members to you know be cut or whatever. Yeah. Um but who's holding down it now is a it's a beautiful record. It really showed again that you know, L can not only do those great R&B records, but he could do a pop record and it'd be just as strong. Right. You know? Everybody's telling So let's talk about Share My World. But before you, you know, speak on that, um, Share My World is actually a cut that was on their very first album called The DeBarges. And they remixed it for the Rhythm of the Night album. So Mm. the song was actually done in probably like 81. Um, But I do like this version more than the original the original was great too, but I like the remix version. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, you know, one that was written by Bunny and L, and it was produced by their brother Bobby. Because remember, I told you he did the first album, and I think right. um, L and Bunny assisted him with this song. Um, and Share My World is another record where you could really hear that gospel foundation in the music. Um, just another great DeBarge song, and it's really. If you notice, it really doesn't fit the album because the album is. Now in the mid 80s when music right. has changed so much, 
and this is an early 80s record, but it's a song that many people love. Um, and and uh you know, remember Mary actually used um this for her song, Share My World. You know, so oh, share I my world. That. I love that oh, song too. Oh my goodness, yeah, she killed that. You know, so share my world is another DeBarge classic, like that people you know loved. That was on the record. Right. You know, it wasn't a single, but people knew it was a hit from the record. So talk to me about sharing my world. Man, um, first of all, this is a dope duet, yo. Like, they killed it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, Ellen Bunny. They killed it, yo. Yeah. Um, great, great ballad cut. Um, I love this joint, man. Yeah, um, man. I'm going to tell you what I really like about this joint, though. When uh, when L be like, I want you, I right. need you. Straight yo, that, come on, yeah, man. Like, how can man. you, like, how do you, how does he do what he does? I don't, I don't know. He was bad, man. man. I'm telling you, and even like you said, like this may have been a different time, but it's like still like ill, right. like you know what I'm saying, yeah. like timeless. It was timeless, right? Yeah. That's how they were able to to get away with putting it on an album, you know, four years later, right? You know, because the song was great, and they did the same thing with uh, "Queen of My Heart." That was on the original album, and then they put it on in a special way. Yo, I, you know? and, I, and, I, and I listened to that record not too, uh, like the other day for the first time. No, that joint is banging, yo. Yeah, man. Like, surprisingly, like, like I'm like, again, it's another joint where I'm like, damn, I can't believe all this time. Like, I, 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 right. I didn't peep this record. So, yeah. Right. So, Captured every 
man. So straight classic. Uh, so talk to me about their big pop hit, <laughs> Rhythm of the Night. Rhythm of the Night, man. Listen, this show is classic. I mean, if you don't know this song, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Because if you haven't heard it just from them personally, you've seen it on the movie uh, The Last Dragon. So absolutely. I mean, man. I, you know what it is, man. It's the it's the it's the the production. I, I want you to speak on the production, obviously, but like it's something about the way the song was produced, and then with L coming through with the with the he, he's right on point with the with the with the way that he's performing the song. I oh man, I love this joint. Um, it's a it's an upbeat joint. Um, you know, uh, it's just a it's a it's a you know it's just about having a good time. You know what I mean? Letting the stress go and getting up and dancing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. And again, these are all elements that you know we're too cool now to dance. You know what I'm saying? We're too cool to right. to 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 have a good time and and you know what I'm saying and let all your inhibitions go. Like, this is what I miss about the music the most. And and this one has got a oh man, it's got a crazy vibe to it. And you got to sing it when you hear it. You sing it. It's simple, right. you know what I'm saying? There's no other right. way to do it. So it's That's classic. True. I'm going to tell you how I got introduced to this song. <laughs> right? So when I was a kid, right, right, I used to be over at Grandmom's house, and they had a tape, VHS. Uh, okay. It had The Last Dragon and Breaking on it. Wow. On the same tape. On the same tape. Damn. Bruh. I watched The Last Dragon and Breaking so many times as a kid, right? <laughs> I'm talking about, I knew all the songs. Willie Hutch, when you reached that up a uh, level, yo, he was, your listen, mind, body, and soul I'm tell you must be one. I'm going to tell you, bro. He, <laughs> he sang his life out on that song, bro. That was that was probably his last and final song. And he sang that shit like he couldn't. Man, yeah. I'm telling you. He put his soul into that record. I'm telling you. Yo. I'm telling you, I knew all the joints, right? So I'm in front of the screen. You know, you know, I was I was in love with Laurel Charles when I was like four or five years old. I didn't even who, know who Vanity was. Who wasn't? Who wasn't? But I, I was in love with Laurel Charles. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Didn't know nothing about Vanity. Right. right? <laughs> but you know. I'm in front of the TV and she says, we're going to rock on with the bars. The video come on, everybody mm. in the joint, they pop locking, you know what I'm saying? Then you see L come on. And when it feels mm. like the world is on your shoulders and all of the madness uh -huh. has got you going. Yeah. Bro, I was in front of the TV cheesing, yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I got introduced to Rhythm of the Night was from The Last Dragon. Right. You know what I'm saying? As a little kid. When it Oh, the beat of the rhythm of the night. 
Uh, Rhythm of the Night is a great song. Um, I think it was a great song for the direction that they were going. And if they were going to go pop, this was a great one, um, you know, to do. It was written by Diane Warren. And she wrote a whole bunch of huge songs. Uh, she wrote Love Will Lead You Back by Taylor Dane. She mm. wrote Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. Wow. For You I Will by Monica. That's the uh, Yeah, she wrote so many great songs. Um, but yeah, I, I just used to love this song from The Last Dragon. And yo, you know, I don't know if you probably remember this, right? There was another joint that DeBarge would, did in The Last Dragon. It was like a Coca-Cola commercial. You remember it was Laura on the screen and he was like, Coke is it? And he kept saying that. Do you remember that part? In the movie? Yeah, it was it was in the movie when the dude Eddie Arcadian, right? Remember they was in the yeah. crib and the dude was feeding uh whatever was in that tank, like yeah. this big. And do you remember Laura was on the screen? Well, she's doing her she was doing her song or what? No, she was just like in, she was just on the TV screen and you could hear DeBarge in the background. Oh, and man, he kept I'm... saying like Coke is it? Yeah, it was like because it was like saying something by sponsored by Coca Cola. Oh, now I'm gonna have to. Dog, uh... I was the last dragon fiend, yeah, bro, I'm and I to... always loved that song. You gotta watch it. Yeah, I, I missed that because I don't know how you caught that. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, that was my movie when I was a kid, dog. That's you know crazy. what I'm saying? For real, boy. Um, I I didn't I didn't lost where I was at. <laughs> I didn't get caught up with that yeah, last that, dragon. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but this song was definitely a hit, you know, um, and it proved that, you know, they had what it take to do a big pop dance hit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because the record was successful. Um, and like, you know, I said before, they was definitely taking DeBarge in a pop direction and really taking, taking L in a pop direction because that's where they were going. Right. You know what I'm saying? The album... Rhythm of the Night is really missing that signature DeBarge songwriting and production style. It's really not there. Um, they did do a bad cut called You Wear It Well, which was written by uh, Chico and L, which was a hot record, you mm-hmm. know, hot mid-80s record. Um, but it didn't have the elements, you know, that they had on those other albums as far as the songwriting and that style of production. You know what I'm saying? Um but Rhythm of the Night is a smash, man. It's a smash, you know. Um, so now we're going to get into two special records. Uh, one of them is by L called Love Always, and the other one is Save the Best for Me by Bunny. And the reason why I wanted to highlight these records is because, you know, you kind of saw on the Rhythm of the Night album the direction that they were going in. And, you know, Bunny and L um, did a lot of the songwriting. I, you know, I said earlier, L did almost all of the production. Right. So they got solo deals, you know, um, and these are two records off of their debut albums that were incredible to, you know, to us. So we're going to talk about them. So talk to me about Love Always. This was on L's solo debut. Uh, man, it's, it's, it's a love. Oh, man. Great song. Um, I like the way that I, I mean, how do you not like the way that, that L DeVar sings? I mean, it's just it's, it's undeniable. His songwriting is undeniable, obviously. And um well, you know, he's just trying to get over this girl. Uh and I, you know, um, he's finna write her a letter. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh it's a great ballad, man. It really is. And um I I just think that uh when I hear this song, it's like it's kind of like, you know what this reminds me of? I'm gonna be real with you, right? You ever like like I, I think back to a time like when I was in like 
like uh like elementary school or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. This would be like one of them joints where like the nurses would have like real low on the radio in the background, right? And you'd be like, <laughs> right. you'd be vibing to it, and it's like, yo, this joint is, oh, this joint kind of hot, or, you know? What or you be in a Denny's getting some yeah. flapjacks, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> No, <laughs> oh, this joint, yeah, this joint is. It, I love this joint, man. Like, um, right. And you actually introduced me to this joint because I'd never heard it before. Oh wow! And um, yeah, he sang. He sang his ass off on this one. Yeah, man, he did. He did. Love always is a beautiful record. The song was produced by Burt Bacharach and really? Carol Bayer-Sager. Yeah. Wow. You know, Burt. He did them classics. You know, Walk On By by Dionne Warwick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what the world yeah, yeah. <laughs> needs now. You know what I'm saying? That's that Burt. Right. So um, you know, Carol Bear Sager, she co-wrote um It's the Falling in Love by Michael. You remember off the on the Off the Wall album? Yeah. It's the Falling in Love. Yeah, I love that, that joint. joint. Yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah. co-wrote that. So together they wrote and produced on my own for Patty LaBelle. Remember Michael McDonald and Patty? Right, right, the right. on my yeah. own. Yeah, that joint. Yeah, I remember that right. joint. So, you know, they was popping around that time. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, this record came out in 86 on L solo debut. And again, like I said, you already seen that they were going in a pop direction. And, and L's solo debut was really in that same direction. Mm. You know, they were, they were going pop. Um, I don't even think he produced anything on that album. Um, but... You know, and saying that Love Always is a great record by L. You know what I'm saying? Uh, beautifully written, beautiful, beautifully performed. It's an L. DeBarge classic just as well as the others. Right. You know. So let's get into the last record. Uh, Save the best for me, Bunny DeBarge. Okay. So, what year was this? Can you tell me what year this was? 86. It, really? Yeah. Because it's, it's almost like they had two different, you know, two different vibes. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is definitely a, a more upbeat joint. Sounds like the 80s. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it's got those um those synths in it. You know how that how the 80s right. sounded or whatever. Um and yo, the hook is infectious. Save the best for me. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I mean, like how yeah. how can you not like right? How can you not like that? You know what I'm saying? Right. Um 
Yes, it definitely is a, a pop joint for sure. And it kind of reminds me of like the um like that like those major pop records at the time. Yeah. Like it kind of fits right in right in uh in the realm of, of right. those other records. So I think that it was definitely uh executed really well. Um it's just a it's a it's a good joint and and, and the chorus is fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um you know, this is where Bunny went solo. She got the solo deal with Motown, you know, just as well as L. And Motown, uh, they had a hit on their hands with this record. It was a top 20 R&B hit. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it reminded me kind of of something like that Madonna would have cut around that right, time. Right, right. That's what I was, uh, yeah, know. I was trying to pick a name out and I just, yeah, yeah, but that makes sense. But again, this was a great dance record for the time. Um, I'm not sure why the album didn't take off, but. This song definitely needed a video because it was a hit, straight up. Um, a lot of people might not know about it, but Bunny did have a solo album, and Save the Best for Me was the joint. Right. You know what I'm saying? So check that record out, as well as all the other records you know that we discussed on this episode. Get to that. Mm, you know, you know what's yeah. crazy about this, yo? Is it like it's kind of like all of these songs are good, and it's kind of unfair to pick. Like, yeah, definitely three, definitely, definitely. Um, damn, you want to kickstart? Yeah. You want me to do it? I, I could jump it off. All I right, could cool, jump off cool, the top cool, three. Cool. Um, so my number three is gonna be. I like it. Okay, all right. I mean, that's a you know when you think about the bars, that's just such a classic. Like the horns, you know, the way Randy come off is so smooth. L on the hook, right? I like it as a classic the bars record, definitely. Um, number two, I gotta go with a dream. I mean, that's funny, mm, man. I mean, I know, right? She kills that song. And like I said, it really makes you think about the two sides of the dreams that you have. Right. You know what I'm saying? The, the one where everything is perfect and the one where you're losing the love that you have. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. Right. That's ill, man. And number one, I got to go with all this love, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why, man. That song, it, it, like, really take the time to listen to all this love. That song was so well produced. Yes. So well produced. Yes. So well sung. I mean, that song is the bar's perfection. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, incredible. Yeah. Definitely. What you got? Listen, 
So um, it's funny because like, uh, well, I'm going to just jump it off instead of just saying it, right? All right. So my number three is Stay With Me. Ooh, um, no, I love okay. this record, dog. Like I know, I know. I love, and I and I think I, I think it's because of the, like that transition on the yeah. you know uh, on the chorus, right? Right. That that, that kind of like it, it gets me every time. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. My number two is a dream. I mean, look, yeah. like it's 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 a classic, dog. Like you know the way the way that that song comes on, the way that she sings yeah. it, it's just it's it's undeniable these are under everything that that we picked is undeniable there's no way that you could be like "Mm, i don't know undeniable and number Mm -hmm. one is all this love man yeah man it's just it (laughs) how can you how can you not pick that as number one like yo it was ill before you continue we did we never discussed nope what our top threes is going to be so if it line up then you know exactly you know there's a reason right it's heat yeah. yeah, for real. So yeah, the only only difference was number three. Uh, stay with me, and I like it. And right. I think number and, and threes are are the ones that like you can kind of interchange. Always, yeah. you can always because stay with me is a, is a classic. You right. know what I mean? Oh man, but yeah, yeah that 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 was uh, autumn records is powerful, man. I, I just uh, ask everybody to take the time this week and go back and listen to all these great Debarge records and appreciate the incredible music that they made because they definitely deserve they props because they wasn't no joke. Right. You know? Um, so I want to get into the love note before we get out of here. Remember, love always protects, which means it looks out for others. Love always trusts. Love never loses hope. And love endures through every circumstance. Love never quits. Remember that. And y'all have an incredible week. And we're going to catch y'all on the next episode. Yep. Peace out. All right. All right.